Time for the Malloy Drive Show podcast. And there's nothing like a Crown forklift for picking it up and putting it down. Check them out at crown.com or call 131 604. No risk, no worries. Okay, Australia, you know him. Can count on him. I'm a 50-50 chance. You love him. Hello. Go to the top shelf, ladies. And now, it's his show. Here we go, people. This is Malloy. Yes, hello, Australia. Welcome to the big Wednesday edition of Malloy. Hello, Dave. How are you, Mick? I'm looking forward to a cracker today. Awesome. One of the greats, Ross Noble, live from the UK, will be coming in. Uh, I well, might bring up uh, U2's new song. Oh, I wonder whether he's heard the new one. I wonder one. if he's yeah, been across it yet. We played it on his Your show. song saved my life. I'd love is what to called. get his yeah. thoughts. Uh, that'll be great. Always is. Friend of the show, Adam Rosenbach. Uh, Rosie. Uh, will be on deck uh, to talk up a blue storm, no doubt. Mm. We're going to have some Queenslander news. Uh, something about a big peanut. Uh, no, I'm not talking this. about you, Dave. I'm talking about <laughs> an actual big peanut. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to the bottom of that. I'm in. And yeah. we'll also say, uh, what's the most Australian thing you've ever seen? Because it'll be pertaining to something that's happened right. in Queensland. Hey, we'll take your calls, we'll take your tweets. We've got the song whisperer. We've got oh, yeah. so much to get through. Kill us tickets. You got it. Let's get into it for oh, a big yeah. Wednesday Malloy. And it starts right now. This is Malloy. What are you doing, mate? I'm hearing uh, Queensland. Queensland. Queenslander. Queensland. Queenslander. Queenslander. I'm just like, mate. News. Oh, I like it. We do this occasionally. We'll pick a state mm. randomly and go around and uh, talk that state up and uh, what's been going on there. Today it's Queensland's turn because there's some big news. It's a big state. Yeah, Lots emanating out of the state of Queensland. Yeah. Queenslanders, that's what you call them, the Queenslanders. Queenslanders yeah. uh, James, get in here. Get James Blake in here. Oh, I want to ask, because we were having this discussion off air, yeah. and depending on what city you're living in, yes. you are actually referred to yeah. as different. So is it Brisbane? You're a Brisbaneite? Brisbaneite or Brisbanian? Uh, Brisbanian. I reckon he's okay. Uh, Brisbane. Sydney is Sydney Cider. Yep. Sydney Cider. Yeah. Cam- Camber- Cam- Camberites? Canberran, isn't it? Or Canberian. Canberry. Canberry, if you wanted to just Canberry? Canberry, yeah. Are you saying I'm Australia's favourite Canberry? Yeah, you're exactly yeah. from Canberra. Yeah, I'm but from you're from Cam- there, but you never really lived there, though, did you? You were there for Dave. like five. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dave, you're, you're I, born went there. To, I went to uh, Hughes uh, Primary and then Aranda Primary, okay. and I played for the Eagles. I beg your pardon. No, you don't care. No, I, I, I just thought you were there for a minute, then you, you moved on. Well, I wasn't. No, right. Okay. Well, so you, okay, well, you're Canberra's favourite son, then. My apologies. Well, I'm Canberra's favourite son, and I'm Canberran. also Frankston's favourite son. Well, you see, you can't be either. You've got to be one or the other. Melburnians. Melburnians. Yeah, Melburnian. Sydney Cider. Brisbaneites. Yeah. What about Perth? Perth? Now, this isn't yeah. a fascinating one for me. Yeah, I don't get it. call a person from Perth. Perthinian. Mm, well, the one that me and my brother sort of settled on was Perthling. That's good. Yeah, that's okay, strong. I'm not asking what you and your brother think, okay. mate. I'm asking you what the official term for someone... Couldn't find from... it. Couldn't find it anywhere. I'll, I'll do some more deep diving. But... Per- Perthonite? Perthonite. Uh, Perthonality? Perthonality. Yeah. <laughs> you are an idiot. <laughs> Perthonality. It's not bad, though. Perthunian? <laughs> that's probably more on the money. Perthy? Yeah. All right, get out. All right. No, but Castrians hey, for so... Newcastle? Novacastrian? Yeah, for Newcastle people, yeah. Oh, well done, Dave. Hey, well, guys. Hey, duke yourself, guys. <laughs> hey, big news coming out of uh, Queensland, yes. though, today, including the big peanut unveiling in Kingaroy. Uh, 
It does look like a giant pair of testicles, I have to say. Here's, here's a report. The town of Kingaroy and surrounds Big Peanut atop the plinth in Lions Park, where locals and visitors alike can come and admire it in all of its glory. That's what it's famous for, Kingaroy, isn't it? The Peanuts and the uh, Bielke Peterson. Peterson. Yeah, exactly. Joe, Joe Country, that was. And Indeed. Flo, of course. They should, they should have a giant pumpkin scone. Of course they should. Used to make the pumpkin scones. With uh, some peanuts. Yeah. Peanut. I'd like to see uh, that peanut mm. put into. Uh, I'd like to <laughs> next to it the giant beer nut. <laughs> Not bad. And then I'd like to get enough giant beer nuts to put into a giant bowl. That's pretty. Have good. a giant bowl of beer nuts. Yeah. Why is to stop with the with the peanut? That's right. Just give us the cashew and the macadamias. Just keep going. I don't go hoity toity, oh, Dave. You go on peanut. I'm down the beer. I'm, I'm saying beer nut, and you've gone cashew. Yeah, but cashew or your macadamia, they're your top of the range. Your pistachio. Oh, pistachio. A lot of work, but once you get to it, it's really worth it, isn't it? <laughs> just maybe, maybe not a pistachio, just a big pile of pistachio <laughs> just shells. All the shells around it. <laughs> Huge story. That's get good. down and check out the joint testicles. You rock. Well done. Uh, in Queensland. Another hey, hey. big story coming out of Queensland yeah. uh, is the Queensland man who's used a pocket knife to fight off a crocodile Oof. that was dragging him into uh, the river. Do we oh, have audio no, for that? No, we don't actually from that particular story, but it's incredible. Our pocket knife with a crocodile. Are you serious? So, so oh we God. say punching a, a shark on the, the nose yeah. is as Australian as it gets. Oh, I reckon attacking <laughs> a crocodile. <laughs> With a, a, with, a, knife. with a Swiss army knife. <laughs> That's right, the corkscrew. He's quite, <laughs> quite a might have him covered, I reckon. That's a very brave man. I suppose that's what you've got to do when you're in that situation. That's such a Queensland it thing is, to do. It? Bob Catter would love that because oh, he's, mate. as we know, preoccupied with yeah, uh, the crocs. Yeah, everything ends up with crocodiles with it that. Does. Have a listen. You know, people are entitled to their sexual proclivities. You know, I mean, let there be a thousand... Blossoms bloom as far as I'm concerned. You know, but I ain't spending any time on it because in the meantime, every three months, a person is torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland. <laughs> right, Bob. Well yeah, said. Well, those idiots should have attacked the crocodile with a pocket, pocket knife. knife. Indeed. You've got to hand it to Queensland. Oh, Quickly, mate. time for one of my other favourite stories. What else you got? What about the Queensland dog that survived? Oh, yeah. After falling out of the ute onto a road. Have a listen to the report. Renee Oliver was waiting at a roundabout north of Cairns and couldn't believe her eyes when a dog flew from the back of a white Mitsubishi. Rolling and skidding across the bitumen, the dog landed, stunned, oh. on all four paws. Renee got out and picked up the startled Staffy before chasing after the dog's oblivious owner. And lucky enough, someone told him that the dog was missing and I said, mate, I've got your dog, I've got your dog. That's unbelievable. That is such a good story. Story. It's oh, a good God. Aussie story. Yeah. Uh, what is the most Aussie story going around? Yeah. Is it, uh, I don't know, a dog that falls out the back <laughs> of a ute? Is it the unveiling of a big peanut? <laughs> That's is right. it a guy stabbing someone, a, a Croc. crocodile in the face? Uh, all of these yeah. stories and more. What about the abalone diver? Mm. Uh, oh, we won't go to him now. We'll do it on the other side. We'll but back. give us a call yeah, if yeah. You'd, and tell us what you think is the most Australian story going around. One triple three five three. Driving you home. This, this is Malloy. Ross Noble going to join us in the second hour. Adam Rosenbach's not far away as well. It is Malloy on Triple M.
We were, we we're doing Queenslander news, and it's now morphed into what's the most Australian story you've ever heard of, the most Australian character. Yeah. We'll get to that in just one second. Before mm. we do, we need to settle the what do you call someone from Perth argument. Yeah. Yes, we know the whole Sam Grover thing, Grover. but we're talking yeah. about Melbourne, Melbourneian, Sydney Siders, uh, Brisbane, Brisbaneite, Sydney mm. Cider. What do you say to Perth? Mm. Vanessa, you've got the answer, you believe. What is it? It is Perthy. We are Perthies. Yes. You're a Perthy. You're a Perthy. Yes, although I've lived here for 18 years, I'm still a Perthy. You are a Perthy. Oh, of course you are. Okay, I'll accept that. Emma's on the line. Emma, what's, what are you going with? Well, I've got friends in Perth, and I have before called them a person. So like a person, <laughs> but a person. person. Okay, granted, granted, it might be a bit of a tongue twister. Yeah. But, it all um, sounds a bit lispy. It's a bit Ida Butter. Well, it? yes, it would work for some people, I think, for that reason. Emma, Emma this is my friend. He's a person. There you go. <laughs> no, not bad. Works. I don't, I don't mind, mind it. it. Oh, yeah. Guy, what are you going with? Yeah, g'day. Uh, I'd call them Westerians. It oh, covers the whole state. Like Wisteria. Yeah, Wisteria, Wisteria, like Wisteria, Wisterians. Wisterians with their yeah. closed yeah. borders. Yeah, that's I like it, yeah. guy. The you get the idea. So we've got a few. Perthy seems to be the one. Oh, he's a Perthy. Perthy. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Perthy. Yeah. It doesn't Perthen. sound. Perthen. I like my Perthen. Right. I like it. Well done, guys. Thanks for settling that's that. That's good. Okay. On the basis of this Queenslander, he's yeah. attacked a crocodile mm. with a pocket knife. Aussie. And the unveiling of the big peanut and the dog <laughs> that fell out of, of the ute. Yeah. At Mac Five, mm. and a guy also in Perth, I believe, has recorded the greatest number of sickies ever. Oh, is that right? Record levels of accrued leave. Uh, Queensland man has four hundred and thirty hours of leave banked up. Jeez, and he's going to take it. Wow, he's going to take it or not? Well, he's going to take hope it. So. Yeah. God. Wow. That's, that's a year and a half. It's not bad, is it? Hey, so let's get into it. Yeah, Mark, sure. Mark, most Australian story you've heard of, buddy. Yeah, mate. Um, it was a little uh, drop-tail lizard. He fell yeah. into some guy's beer. Yeah. And he got it out, and he gave it mouth-to-mouth. <laughs> and oh, tiny. It oh. was amazing. I've Took seen it Dave. on video footage. No way. A little gecko. Uh, your case of Brick Lane draft. Oh, I'd like way, to see you. Uh, pull your finger out, uh, Dr. Chris Brown. <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's how you revive an animal that's on the ropes. Come on, Dr. Harry Cooper. Yeah. Let's see you give mouth-to-mouth exactly. to a lizard that's fallen into your beer. Right. That's a good story, that's Mark. Oh, yes. Uh, John O's on the line. John O, uh, great Australian story. Hey, guys. Uh, you, you can't go past the uh, Stephen Bradbury uh, gold medal. Iconic. <laughs> it's iconic, isn't it? Steve, yeah. he, 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 he never tires uh, to watch that and watch them all get skittled <laughs> and just motoring <laughs> through at the end. Uh, do you know what? I've I worked out. I could have won time. that race. You could have. could have won that race yeah. if I'd just stayed out the back. Well, you did um, do some skating once, but you skated into a wall and injured yourself, didn't you? <laughs> really I remember injured myself badly. Yeah. I did a bit of a Bradbury. You did, didn't uh, you? Took nearly died, ago. Stephen Bradbury, cutting myself up so badly. And let's not forget, he did get there. Uh, well done, John. Oh, good call. Mark, uh, most Australian story ever told. Mm. G'day, guys. Um, we uh, we made a flamethrower with uh, using a super soaker. <laughs> Jesus. W- where? Well, so this was at schoolies week. We filled the bad boy <laughs> up with herbs, and uh, we're just going along wreaking havoc. This was about 25 years ago, so you could do a lot more course, uh, back yeah. then. Yeah. Um, and um, well, that the, the best bit was we had one of our mates that tried to show off in, in front of some girls that we had down there. So he stood back, you know, 15 metres going, squirt me, squirt me. But 
it didn't ignite, but and and it just covered him in petrol instead. Oh, no. But then the <laughs> next time, like at the next trigger, we pulled it lit, and he got covered in fire, and <laughs> was a little screaming mess. And Third degree. We laughed and okay. scared the girls off, and we all suffered. So, so Mark, at schoolies, <laughs> you made a flamethrower using a super soaker filled with petrol. Duke yeah. him, Dave. Case of just to impress draft. the girls. <laughs> yeah. That's an Australian story. <laughs> Thanks, well done, guys. mate. Tim's on the line. Tim, Tim. uh, greatest Australian story ever told? Yeah, I remember on the news there was a guy whose dog was being attacked by a kangaroo and he jumped in to protect the dog and started boxing on with him and punched him in the face. (laughs) Proving the face? Was it a big grey or a big red or something? Oh, yeah, it was a big big Eastern. (laughs) It was a big red male. He was a big big boy, yeah. What what about the guy that on the same note? We're about to go to a break. I yeah. know everyone calm the farm. <laughs> what about what about the guy who got bitten on the dick by a red backed okay. spider sitting on an outdoor dunny? Now I don't know. <laughs> and it happened many... twice. Apparently, though. it didn't happen it, once. It happened to twice. the same bloke. To the same bloke. I what think he might have been slightly A little um, Mick Jagger sort of style. Hey guys, I'm coming back. <laughs> this. Aussie Let's keep taking these calls. Yeah, get One, triple, three, five, three. Oh, great. The greatest Aussie story ever told. Indeed. The character. For the drive home, this, this is Malloy. We've got uh, Ross Noble. He is in Liverpool, I believe, uh, doing some more comedy shows over there. Coming home again soon as well. So we'll check in with uh, Ross. Adam Rosenbach's not far away either on Triple M. We are talking about the greatest Aussie story ever told. It's all in honour of this Australian Queenslander yep. who's uh, stabbed a croc with a pocket knife. With a pocket knife. Which was attacking him yeah. at the time. Well done, sir. Uh, did I mention, I want to mention too, that what about the abalone farmer? There was yeah. an abalone, uh, abalone diver who got taken by a shark. Uh, oh, yeah, this was years ago, there. wasn't it? This yeah, is yeah. as Australian as it gets. Abalone diver Eric Nohus is making a good recovery after a terrifying shark attack in waters about 20 kilometres south of Eden. He was swallowed head first down to his chest by the great white, but the shark spat him back out. He's got a broken nose and deep cuts. Eric poked the shark in the eye just before it let go, but experts say it's more likely the great white just realised the diver wasn't the meal it was looking for. <laughs> that is bit of the story they don't tell you. Yeah. He got back in the water the next day, this bloke. No he went, kidding. Only you go, what brave. is wrong with oh, you? Mate. Taken whole by a... Uh, Shark. You, you've got to love it. What about the uh, Adelaide groom uh, mm. who got locked up and missed his own wedding? He's oh, a great story. Yeah. Have a listen. I've been dreaming for days and days and days about her beautiful wedding dress and see her walking down the aisle, man. But I'm like, I'm meant to be getting married, man. And all I could think about was my woman. All I needed was my woman to feel like she was the queen of the day, man. What about the Aussie guy who chased the guy in his jocks in Queensland as well? Do you remember I that story? I love that guy. Yeah, this guy. I was in bed sleeping at uh, 2 o'clock this morning. My wife comes in and says, oh, the shop's been, uh, someone ran into the shop. And I said, oh, what? So I jumped out of bed and all I had was my undies on and I've walked out the front and I've seen uh, the car smashed and I've seen the bloke walking back to the car and so I've walked outside and I said oh what are you doing mate like you can't be leaving the scene and he goes don't be a hero mate and I said I'm not trying to be a hero but the police are coming and he just decided he'd scoot up the road and I just said nah it's not going on like that mate so I jumped in my car and I started chasing him up the road and then he went down a side street and then the police were coming but mate all I had was me jocks on I was chasing him up the street and I'm just like mate 
I had nothing on Barmy Jocks. Oh, well done. That was Daniel. Well done, Daniel from Queensland. You legend. Right. Let's go to some callers. Yeah. Paul, Paul, uh, most Australian story you've seen? Mate, I was out having tea at the Bulladilla pub on Saturday night. Yep. And, and I was sat down out the beer garden to be steak and whatnot. Next minute, a kookaburra swooped down Ooh. trying to pinch me steak. No way. Oh, no and, kidding. That just, is... give it, just give it a big back air and said, uh, I can't say what I said. No, don't say that, no. Don't <laughs> say what you said. That would be <laughs> wrong. And how did you go? Did you end up splitting it with a kookaburra? Because they're pretty feisty customers, oh, yeah. there, kookaburra. No, got to have it all to myself, but I did get abused by a few of the locals no. for uh, trying to backhand at the kookaburra. Okay. <laughs> but you don't, don't, I want to back the kookaburra in that case. Good on you, Paul. Uh, Karen's on the line. Karen, uh, Australian story, please. Mm. Hi, how are you? Uh, real good. Um, yeah, well, when I was eight, we were holidaying at Lauriton uh, on the north coast, and we had a big bushfire that came through the caravan park, and yep. our annex. Our annex caught on fire. Um, yeah. Mum tried to get a bucket of water, put it out, but all the pressure was gone because of the fire brigade. So she ran in, grabbed uh, one of Dad's VBs out of the fridge, <laughs> shook it up, flicked the top, and put the annex out with that and saved our caravan. Oh, Karen, that's awesome. Yeah, on. that's unreal. Your mum put, put a caravan fire out. With VB. Yep. Oh, Dave. Absolutely. What do you got? Dave? I've got a case of Brick Lane Draft uh, as a consolation oh. prize for you, Karen, and, and your mum as well. Well done. Oh, that's great, Karen. Oh, uh, yes. You can put out many fires with that lot, Indeed. and uh, the fire will love it. It's a tasty draft. Mm-hmm. Tim's on the line. Tim, Australian story, please. Yeah, I uh, when I was about eight or ten, I jumped off a diving board into a, a dam, as you did back then. And yep. um, when I jumped in, the yabbies, I started screaming, and the yabby grabbed me on the nuts and, <laughs> and I've, I've jumped out as you're doing and my brothers and that wouldn't believe me so he's, he's, dacked, so he's dacked me and oh. they, pulled, they pulled the yabby off and the claws stayed hanging on there and, oh. and then um, yeah and then the, that wasn't the best part of it um, oh, he, really our friends our friends had um, sisters and he's called them oh quick come down oh. and have this hang on I'm just saying Tim just so we're clear uh, a yabby bit you on the nut Yes. That's a great Australian story. Not bad. And then, and then to prove it, your friends dacked you. Yeah. Wow. My brother did. Yeah, his brother did. Duke him, Dave. Case of Brick Lane Drive for you, Tim. Great story, buddy. Good on you, mate. Let's go to Cam. Uh, Cam, Australian story, please. How you going, guys? Yeah, mate. Yeah, good. Good. That's good. That's good. Um, just a story that I heard when I was up in the Daintree, uh, up in North Queensland. Yep. Um, and to cross the Daintree River, which is crocodile infested, yeah. um, there's a little ferry. Now, the trouble guy told me there was a drunken bloke one night, very head closed for the night, decided to swim back over to get home, did it, then realised yeah. if he got his smokes, <laughs> swam back through the daintree, <laughs> got his smokes, came back, held the packet of smokes above his head and the lighter, <laughs> and swam back. So he did it three times, and he was safe. Oh, oh man, I hope he had a pocket knife on him. There it is, people. Some of the most Australian stories. We're going to do this again because it doesn't matter where you live in the big brown land, you've got someone somewhere doing something that makes me feel great about living in this country. Coming up, Adam Rosenbachs. It's Malloy on Triple M. Get with the program, toots. This 
is Malloy. Adam Rosenbach joins us on the show right now on Malloy here on Triple M. Rosie, how are hey, you, mate? Rosie. Boys, I'm going really well. Mickey, I'm sorry to hear that you're going. I know Dave White answered you, no, but you will be yeah, missed. Uh, Dave's corner, apparently, no, Monday to Friday, you, no, nationally, no. four to six. That is wrong yeah. and yeah. not happening. And Danger, I'm sorry I haven't returned your calls, mate, but looking forward to doing the show with you Thanks, next right. year, mate. Yeah, I think we'll it's going to be touch. great. Yeah, I'll DM you in a minute. Now watch out. He, the, the phrase, showbiz arsehole. <laughs> oh, mate. You'll have a ringing in your ears as you're driving home. Hey, and by the way, welcome back to you too, and welcome Thank back you. to live performing. Oh, Going to be at the Comics Lounge yes. uh, in Melbourne, Wednesday through Saturday next Amazing. week. Are you rusty? Yes. We spoke to Merrick Watts mm. yesterday, and he said he was crunching the gears all over the place. He actually said to me, he goes, so I said, oh, you know, I'm not sure if I can come back after such a long time. Mm. He goes, now's the perfect time. He goes, everyone's rusty. <laughs> now's the time to get back into it. I was actually thinking about it because I still haven't done a gig yet, and the last one I did was probably about, five months ago, but one of the last ones I did was at a football club. You know, you love doing the footy club gigs, Mickey, because, you know, they can go anyway. You're never sure how it's going to be. You keep the engine Um, running. (laughs) I was on stage and I was kind of, I was hosting like a sportsman's night kind of thing with uh, past players. It was just an outer suburban football club. And one of the players, one of the younger players who was there, decided he would throw pizza at me. And so I'm standing on stage and there's pizza just stuck to my leg. And I'm looking around. And, like, no one blinks an eye. And I'm like, is anyone going to say anything about this? And so it just it falls <laughs> off my leg. I've got this big pizza stain on my jeans. And I walk up to the president afterwards and I say, mate, what was with that bloke throwing the pizza? And he goes, oh, unbelievable. What a waste of pizza. <laughs> I'm like, not the right response, mate. Not what so, I was after. So, so you had dinner and show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was exactly it? how it went down. How are you going post-lockdown? Have you been out and about? Well, how'd you, how'd yeah. you go on the weekend? Look, I, um, I was out and about. I went to um, a friend of ours, Paul Collegia, who's a friend of the show. Yeah. Obviously, Collegi. you have him regularly. Yep. So it was Absolutely. his partner's 50th birthday on the oh, weekend. Wow. I didn't see you there. Uh, uh, I prefer to go to 21st. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> you, you were sussing out schoolies week, whether you can yeah, get up there right. or not. I was, a, I was at schoolies week and you were there. By the way, I have been to one of her parties. Right. This seems to be a rolling Interesting. festival by mm. now. But anyway. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was over about eight weekends, wasn't it? <laughs> eight weekends. Well, it was like Lollapalooza. <laughs> I, of course, as you know me, mate, I nearly ruined another party. Now, I am renowned oh, in our circle mate. for ruining yeah. parties because I have a nut allergy. I uh, ruined yeah. our friend Shannon's 40th. I pretty much shut down Limo's wedding <laughs> in Bali. Yeah. So there's a function you need ruined. Just give me a buzz. <laughs> I'll be there for you in a heartbeat. So it's a sit-down lunch, and, you know, they come out and they say, anyone got allergies? So my hand goes straight up. I'm like, yep, nuts, all nuts, and eggplant, right? I'm a weirdo. I like to throw eggplant into the mix. Okay, fine. Something different. So the girl comes over. She says, okay, no worries. We look at the set menu. I've read it. There's nothing in there. I've got nothing to worry about. And so they bring, start bringing out, you know, the, the entrees and stuff. There's the one stick of asparagus with a broad bean on it that's like $95, all that kind of stuff. And they bring out this sort of fancy mortadella. And I had a look at it. It was uh, mortadella with mustard fruit and caper berries, okay? Now, that sounds, apart from being really wanky, pretty safe, right? So I'm eating the mortadella. And then about five minutes later, the waitress comes over and goes, oh, who's got the allergy? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me. Why are you bringing out this dish? And she's like, you can't eat the mortadella. And I'm like, 
It's mortadella. What's wrong with that? And it had pistachios in it. No pistachios way. are nuts. Oh, man. What are you doing with that? What do you got? Chicken loaf with peanuts in it? Like, how is this <laughs> happening? Like, what? When someone approaches your table and goes, uh, who had the allergy? Uh, <laughs> yes. You're already cooked. Yeah, you know too what late. I mean? This is too late. <laughs> Why are you doing that to the mortadella? That's like Italian for cheap Strasbourg. Like, <laughs> how are you fancying that up? Why is there nuts in that? I was actually, I was actually lucky. I said to the girl, it hasn't affected me. There's nothing in it. and Because, you know what? I'm sick of going to hospital. I've been to hospital yeah. way too many times. And sure. I don't have good enough health insurance. I always end up in public because right. my health insurance is third-party fire and theft. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't get in. And, you know, yeah. I, I have a lot of respect for nurses, though. And, and there's one story I want to tell you uh, quickly if I can. Sure. And you reminded me of this, Mickey, because you talk a little bit about the testicle chair that the Popes oh, yeah. had used. Is that correct? They have to authenticate that the Popes are male. Apparently there's a Pope Anne or something uh, mm. back is in the day. Right? And so thereafter, they make the Pope uh, sit on a testicle chair, which is, uh, you know, like when they have a car up in a mechanic's <laughs> office. Gotcha. And then so you can walk underneath it and check out the goodies and yeah, go, he's it. good to go. The undercarriage, yeah. Yeah. The testicle chair. So I have a friend who's a nurse and she was working in, uh, like, with elderly male patients, right? And, and I love nurses. I think they do great yeah. jobs. And my, my favourite nurses are those, uh, the German ones, that end up killing 300 people over five years. When they kind of work what? it out, they go, "Who's? how has this happened? Why are people dropping off? And they go, oh, yeah, yeah it happened on Gunter's shift. <laughs> anyway... A friend of mine is working with an elderly gentleman and you know those uh, chairs you have in the shower that have the slats in them so the water can oh, yeah. go through. I love those chairs. Sit I can't shower. wait for one. Yeah. Get me one for my birthday. This gentleman was having a having a shower, uh, sitting on the chair, and she goes in and says, all right, uh, shower's over, you've got to get up. He stands up and because he's a little bit elderly, he'd slipped, his testicles had slipped through the slats and when he stood up, the chair came <laughs> with him. So she's had to pop on some gloves and poke them back, back through, up through the slats. <laughs> the slats. <laughs> oh, right. Hey, uh, we've got a code blue. <laughs> code blue. Turn blue. Oh, my. Wowie. And Jeez. that is, uh, yeah. I don't know what you do there, holler for a sheriff. <laughs> well done, though. And by the way, for yeah. you, before we go mm. to the break, They've just announced the big peanut in Kingaroy. Oh, yeah. Like, you have the big oh, peanut. Oh, really? I should yeah. go there. There's yeah. a big peanut, and I would like to take you there <laughs> personally to get Thank photographed you. in front of it and maybe get yeah. a shot of you, I don't know, licking it. And you know what? I should go up there and uh, open the giant EpiPen next to it. <laughs> <laughs> More with Adam coming up right after this. A drive home that's always unpredictable. <laughs> This is Malloy. Adam Rosenbach is with us, by the way, our Melbourne listeners. Uh, Rosie, be at the Comics Lounge Wednesday through Saturday next week. Comicslounge.com.au. No throwing pizza. Yeah. Yes. No, yes. Throwing no throwing pizza. pizza. And no judgment. Please, no judgment. It's been a while. It's been a while. Be gentle. Be very gentle. Do you want me to come along and heckle? Just, just test you out to just see how it's going. The one thing that when you do come to shows, Mickey, what I love is you are quite vocal. You're very like, it's like a pantomime show. You're like, oh, no, <laughs> you can't do that. And he's like, behind you. You're like, all right, boy, take it easy, mate, take it easy. It's support. It is, yeah. and I do appreciate it. Now, are you a fan of plays or musicals, Mickey? Look, you have to choose them wisely. Yeah, yep. You really do because I think what happens is, we get burnt by too many bad experiences. When you mm. see a good one, I've never seen – there's no better artistic pursuit than seeing a great play because it's happening in front of you mm. and it's cool. My, my, my beef, if I have one, is most yeah. of the good plays were written 
when there wasn't as much to do in the day. Right. So three, yes, and a half, yeah. three and a half hours. What's that, Shakespeare? It's a good play, mate. But three and a half hours. Uh, hey, Chekhov, Chekhov, just... <laughs> We can just lop yeah. it down a touch. So it's like golf. When I play golf, you play 18 holes. Golf was designed when guys just wanted to get out of the house. But 18 holes of golf in the modern world is, yeah. if I was designing a golf course now, it'd be, it'd be 14 holes. Mm. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you do, at the end of it, go, oh, that's a big call. Mm. So my back to your point, mm. plays I have to choose wisely because I've been burnt and I don't like the long run. I hear you. I'm not a fan of musicals. I had a friend mention to me the other day because uh, Hamilton is up on in Sydney and Moulin Rouge is about to start in Melbourne. Yeah. And he was like, do you want to go to Moulin Rouge? I was like, I could think of nothing worse. Like I <laughs> I went and saw that, you know, that musical Avenue Q and I, oh, yeah. I hate musicals and I hate puppets. And I was like, <laughs> what am I doing here? Like I know I got free tickets, but you've got to go home, Adam. This is not good. Just on to Moulin Rouge because not my style either. I understand he's a great yes. filmmaker and all that, but it's not my style. And one of the best reviews I ever saw of the film Woolon Rouge was a guy who just said, oh, he has, oh, it's like being trapped in the lift with the circus for a couple of hours. <laughs> Without the clowns. Without the clowns, that's right. A friend of mine's a political scientist and she's a mother of two and I thought I'd take her out. This is a few years ago. I thought I'd take her out to see that um, play of the TV show Yes, Prime Minister. So it was a political show. It was quite popular in its day. It was in, in the 80s. I don't know if you yeah, ever saw it, Mickey. But Yeah, I know. it. That was very clever. Yes, it was very clever. So I thought I'll take her along. And we go along. It's a Thursday afternoon. It's the matinee. The average age of the people there is about 480 <laughs> years of age. And when you get in there and the lights are still up, you can just see all the, like, flakes of hair and skin <laughs> in the crowd. Like, it was just this mist created oh. by these old people, right? <laughs> And so at the start of the play, they have this announcement and they say the main character, the PM, is sick and his role will be played by the understudy. And so you're kind of going, all right, well, this doesn't bode well that the main actor's pulled a sickie. You know, like, what is he, Mick Malloy? Was he got five of these written into his contract across the two weeks? You got one job, buddy. If he had COVID, he could have taken that entire audience out. One one sneeze, one sneeze, and it's uh, it's the killing fields. So the play starts, and the understudy, all he's got to do is know his lines, right? He's got to be sitting in the wings. He's sitting on the bench waiting for his moment in the sun. And this bloke kept having to call for his lines like every 30 seconds. So he would be just like oh, to go into a punchline to be like, and then I said to him, line, and then someone off stage would read the line out to him. No way. And then he would read it again. You've heard Talkback Radio. <laughs> Old people get angry. <laughs> now, I left at half time, and these people were lined up like 30 deep at the complaints register Ooh. just to get stuck into this play. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen, and I've never been back to a live play ever since. It killed I me. Always, was it a matinee or a... It was a matinee, yeah. Life. I always said this when my great friend Bill Hunter yeah. was in a musical edition of Priscilla, Queen of the mm-hmm. Desert. Yep. And I had friends who, uh, he was very good, and I had friends who were going along and said, uh, we're, going, <laughs> we're going to see Bill in uh, Priscilla. And I said, yeah, you might want to go to a matinee. <laughs> as we all know, Bill likes a couple. Yeah. And his yeah. performance at uh, 1 yeah. o'clock in the afternoon is way superior <laughs> to the one at 8 or 8.30.
uh, yeah. in the evening. That's why you do a drive-time show and not a nighttime show. Yeah, that's why I do a drive-time show. It's just in time <laughs> to have a knock-off. Good on you, mate. Hey, thank you so much for having me. And I want to say thanks for having me across the last couple of years. It's been an absolute oh, pleasure. Mate, You've sent me you. to Dubbo to see Harry and Megan. I've been to the Darts. I've been to Townsville <laughs> for the Ray Doe. It's been an absolute pleasure being on the show, mate. And I'll... I'll miss you and the whole team, Dange and, and Whitney and James, and, the, and it's just been yeah. an awesome Good run, and I really appreciate it. I'm going to miss I'm going to miss the radio show, not just being on it, but just listening to it in the car. Good on you, mate. Well, well said, Adam uh, and uh, we'll catch up soon. We'll, uh, we'll now we can go on these adventures together. We'll have more time. I love it. Yeah. All right, Cheers, Malloy, mate. Triple M. For the drive home, this is Malloy. Ross Noble from Liverpool in the UK is just minutes away. We'll clear the decks for the second hour. It's coming up. Malloy here on Triple M. Always excited to catch oh, up with the son Ross Noble. Yeah. Um, uh, a big second hour, as you pointed out. Yes. And we've had a great first hour, too, talking about Australian stories. I've loved it. Uh, in honour of the Queenslander. Pocket knife who, and a croc. Uh, tacked a crocodile with a pocket knife. Yeah. And Cop that. Yeah, that's right. Cop that, you leathery old prick. <laughs> uh, anyway, I was talking about great Australian stories, and we've had them coming from everywhere, yeah. and we've had a few requests yeah. for the bloke. We, we call it, oh, I'm just waiting for a mate. That's it. From Highway Patrol, who'd crashed his car, <laughs> been involved in an accident, and was up on a curb. Uh, may have had a couple when the cops caught up with him. What's going on? I'm just waiting for a mate. Is that why your car's all smashed up and you're up on the grass at the moment, or what? Yeah, he's yeah. waiting for a mate. He's gone in, in there. How'd the collision with your car happen, mate? What collision? Well, <laughs> the one that's got your, all your wheels and stuff twisted up and your, bo- your, your front bumper bar's hanging off, mate. Well, I'm just waiting for a mate, as I said. Who's your mate? James. Yeah, in James there. who? What? How'd you get down here? <laughs> does it matter? Yeah, it kind of does, mate, because you've just been involved in an accident. <laughs> no, I haven't. Yes, you have. Have I? Yeah. What kind of accident? Been drinking tonight? No. Nah. I can smell it on you. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I'm not driving. <laughs> That's uh, unreal. behind the wheel of a car. I'm not driving. Twisted, mangled mess. Mate, that is as good as it gets. All right, Dave. Yeah, time uh, for it? Uh, let's do it. Yeah, okay. With Dave, the song whisperer. Killer's tickets today, by the way, if you get it right. Killer's coming back two next year. Killer's tickets? Mm-hmm. Two tickets? Double, yeah, you got you it. You hoard the good prizes oh, for your right. own segments. One of your two segments, the other being Dave's Corner. Yeah. Pretty special today. It's a special a bit one. sad. It is. It's, a, bit sad. it's yeah. a sad look at your past. It really is. Good Lord. We'll take you back. Uh, okay, let's get into it. Synopsis, please. This young guy has left the sweet comforts of home and is now living in a very sketchy neighbourhood. Look, first he was terrified, but now he's happy to call it home. Oh, we're from Tigerland. <laughs> <laughs> Could it it is uh, not the Richmond Football Club theme song. No, yeah, we're from Tigerland. No, it's not it, but... Uh, yeah, There's something about being in a hood. I don't okay. get it. One triple three five three. Let's go. Driving you home. This is Malloy. Time to gather back around your wireless people. Here comes the big second hour of Malloy. And that's the best advice you'll ever get. Gather round the wireless to listen to one of our all-time favourites here on Malloy. It is the great Ross Noble. I can't wait. He'll be coming in. Uh, he's on the tail end of his UK tour, yeah. which is going gangbusters. And he's taken time out to have a chat with Amazing. us. We couldn't be more it's the wee hours del- in Liverpool delighted. Too. Well, uh, I hope he's... Uh, even waking him up early in the morning, <laughs> I reckon he'd still be able to... It'd be nutty. Duke it out with the best <laughs> of them. Right. Yeah, exactly right. So that's all coming up. 
Uh, in the meantime, Dave, yes. time for... Dave, the song whisperer. All right, here's the synopsis. You're going to get taken to the cleaners here. Who knows? You? Looking, uh, this young guy has left the sweet comforts of home and is now living in a very sketchy neighbourhood. First, he was terrified. Now, he's happy to call it home. Yeah. <sighs> on, triple three, five, three. Mm. Uh, I don't think too hard. Okay, I'm calls. trying to think out loud. Yeah, That's no, great radio. Might give it away. Shane. Yeah, hello, Mick. Yeah, right. What are you thinking, buddy? Thriller. Oh, MJ. Oh, yeah. Well, that did get scary. Hey, that blew up in his face, didn't it? With a bit of a Halloween special, that song. Of course, yeah. yeah. How'd you go? Uh, thriller's not right, though. No, it's a great guess, uh, uh, Shane, but no, I can't give you that. Ah, well, bad luck, Shane. Thank Thanks for the call. John's on the line. John, what are you thinking? Mate, he's moved out of home to a sketchy neighbourhood, the jail. Jailbreak. Jailbreak. <laughs> Always happy to play Akadaka oh, on yeah. the big program. Jailbreak for you yes. Wednesday afternoon. Oh, man, no, it's not jailbreak, though, uh, John. Sorry. Uh, thanks for letting us down. Oh, well, Dave, that's that what I've got to do. You know? Duke him. Okay, what about a case of Brick Lane draft? Excellent, you thank you. The draft, the best in the business. Uh, get it from Dan Murphy's. It's an absolute cracker. It's an award winner. It will wet your whistle. Yeah, wet your whistle. Oh. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> well said. Anthony, song, please. Mickey, it's got to be Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> Okay. Hang on. A this is a story if it's this, mate, you can have you can have a, a whole vat of brick lane. If it's if it's this song, I'll give you the keys to the brewery. I'll take it. Don't you worry, <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> it is not the uh, theme to uh, do him anyway, Dave. Or, just for the most outrageous uh, answer so far. Ridiculous. The case brick lane draft for you, there, Anthony. But uh, no, not right. All right, Wes is on the line. Wes, hey, Wes. what are you thinking? Hey, boys, I'm uh, thinking about Guns N' Roses. Welcome to the jungle. Ooh. Yeah. Well, this works. LA. Yeah. Jungle. Welcome to the jungle. And then it becomes a delight. Then uh, you can hear this song at a strip club. First oh. terrified, happy to call it home. Oh, oh, oh wait. No, it's not that. It's not. Uh, oh, no. Jeez. Oh, you better give him something. Dude. What about uh, $200 worth of Neverland Streetwear? Oh, Shop in store online, baby. neverlandstore.com.au for you. Where's not right, but you get a great prize, mate. Thanks, lads. Welcome. Anyway. Yeah, that should have probably gone to the Bel Air guy. I mean, you know. <laughs> no, because the Bel Air song was never going to make it on air. It was never going to make no. it. No. Welcome to the Jungle could, but yeah. Welcome right. to the Jungle was right in right the uh, hitting zone, yeah, right exactly. in the mayor's office. Let's see what Larry's sitting on. Larry, uh, song please. Uh, Welcome to Paradise by Green Day. Oh. Right, that's not the hook. Uh, you just want to hear... Welcome to Welcome. Oh, we said welcome so, to the jungle. You say welcome to paradise. So, on what was the clue again, Dave? Uh, the clue is where's my sheet here for the song was uh, It was something oh about. Um, Seriously. My, uh, <laughs> was, don't uh, touch your pockets, mate. It was, it's not going to be in your pockets. It was the comforts of home and living in a sketchy neighbourhood. Uh, welcome to paradise. That's what it is. It's welcome to paradise. Let's not tell the voice. It's falling apart here at my worst song whisperer. <laughs> Ever. I was thinking to myself, how does it go again? But yeah, that's absolutely right. Here's the good news, Larry. What does he win? Two tickets to go see the Killers. Awesome. You got it, mate. The Imploding the Mirage Tour coming November, December next year for Triple M. Here's the song. A drive home that's pretty loose. This is Malloy. And it's 
top of the morning right now to Ross Noble, who's just got out of bed in the UK, and he joins us on the show this afternoon here on Malloy. How's your tour? Because we know that you're having to be, you're in a bubble, a self-imposed bubble. Yes. Last time we spoke to you, you're in Yorkshire. Yes. I know you've just been to Liverpool because I'm following all your tour dates. You said an interesting yeah. thing. You said you're playing your favourite cinema uh, theatre in the world, The Empire, oh. in Liverpool. Why do you love that one so much? Absolutely magnificent. It was a theatre that Laurel and Hardy played there. It's 150 oh, wow. years it's been there going. Literally every single person in Liverpool thinks that they're a comedian. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of yeah. like they keep you on your toes, you know. I played there one time. We were recording. We did a show where there was a live show happening, but then we had a satellite truck out the back and it was being beamed live into cinemas all around the country. So it was kind of like an extension of the tour. And we thought, oh, we'll do it in Liverpool. But of course, it's trying to do the show and the audience are like so lively and trying to get involved (laughs) that he's just going like, guys, you're going to have to calm down a bit here. We're trying to beam this out. There was an amphibious vehicle that would uh, take people around Liverpool and then drive into the water and then you'd get to see the docks and all that. And it was called the Duck Marine. The Duck Marine. The Duck Marine. Duck Marine. I was talking about it on stage and a woman just starts going, that's right, it's called the Duck Marine. (laughs) The Duck Marine. And in a Scouse accent, when you're just hearing, Duck Marine, (laughs) shouted again and again, Duck Marine. So, yeah, every time I go to Liverpool, that's all I can think of. Laurel and Hardy, by the way, I think are the only two people who haven't been tipped to replace me on Triple M (laughs) National Drive. Right. Now that I have announced that I won't be coming back next year. I'm glad to hear that you're not. I mean, I personally, Laurel and Hardy impersonators, who literally, for the whole show, you just hear the audio of two men carrying a piano upstairs. (laughs) I'd listen to that. Play a bit of Bon Jovi. That's it. We had new music from Bono this week. Bono. No. I don't want to get you what? started, but we thought, no, thought of don't you. Don't get me started. We played for the very first time on the program the new one from Bono. It's a Monday morning. About a quarter past four. Better than Sunday, bloody Sunday. <laughs> you were busy dreaming. Well, quarter past four. Okay, you get the idea. I mean, of it's it. just straight away. It's got all of the hallmarks <laughs> of Benoit, hasn't it? I mean, even that one, it was Monday morning. It was quarter past four. You know what, Bono? Just say Sunday night. <laughs> That's what we're all thinking. You're fast asleep on a Sunday. There you go. Tomorrow's going to be a fun day. Bang. Just, just crack on. You've got it. You are doing it well. Do you know what? It's sad when you see, for me personally, this is this is like Paul McCartney's Meat Free Monday. When you see the great ones finally reduced yeah. to just punching out. Have you got some Meat Free Monday? Then? Meat Free Monday. I mean, this is disappointing. It's a fun day. I wonder how they would have gone. Downstairs oh. at the cave or whatever it yeah, was, with a bit of meat-free Monday. Meat-free Monday. Although you know, you don't know. Maybe uh, if John Lennon had lived, 
Maybe yeah. he would have been knocking out something about health and safety, you know, maybe <laughs> something about, you know, look out for cyclists he might have been thinking about. You know, some of that. Hey, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back yep. with a bit more Ross Noble. You got it. Ross Noble with us from the UK. This is Malloy. With Ross Noble, by the way, our UK podcast listeners, Northampton, Wednesday the 10th of November, he is playing, is it Royal and Derngate? Is that uh, the pronunciation? That's right. right. It's, yeah. it's, it sounds fancier than it is. <laughs> okay. They all sound fancy, mate. The Royal and Derngate, the Opera House, the King's Theatre, oh. pardon me, Your Majesty. Wow, yes. Buckingham Palace, I see Buckingham Palace. Yes. Palace. So you're playing that, that'll <laughs> be good. You just don't yeah. want to sit behind one of those guys with the big hats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't like it when you comb them. <laughs> you take your, your own COVID. Now, listen, like you, you mentioned before, the speculation about who is taking over from you and yeah. about what sure. you are going to be up to in the future. Yes. Everyone's, the nation is reeling, mm. really. Right? <laughs> so I've had a look online, right? Yeah. This is what the, the nation are it's, uh, trying to guess what you've got planned next. You can true or false this. What about warm, warmer? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's entirely up to you, yeah. Don't go thinking I've made these up. <laughs> oh, well, that would be terrible. Why would you do that? <laughs> this is what everyone's saying uh, online on the internet. You know what I mean? I'm sure. all over the internet, right? Yeah. Is it true that you are off to manage a tribute act based on the popular British pop band Little Mix? <laughs> They're going to be called Little Mix, <laughs> performing all of their songs by three Mick Malloy lookalikes, all under five foot tall. <laughs> yes. Well, no, I don't yes. want to say officially yes, but it's on my list of things to do. So whether right. it's what okay. I do next or not, but there'll be three little Mick Malloy lookalikes and two Matt Prestons. And right. <laughs> a likelihood that there could be some sort of very small cage fight, possibly. <laughs> Tiny chairs smashed over the back of each other at the you end. Know, you know what they could call it? Mixed martial arts. <laughs> Mixed martial arts, there you go. And it's interrupted at the end by three tiny bouncers who come out. <laughs> to the tune of Elton John's Tiny Dancer, and everyone says, Hold me close, tiny bouncers. That's the finish to the show. It's not a, it's not a no. It's not, okay, lovely. Well, the second one is, it's all part of the rumour mill that you're going to start a business in the similar vein to sort of Jim's mowing, you know, like a franchise thing. Yeah. You're going to be opening up, and it's going to be called Mixed Mobile Massage. Yes. Oh, that's good. It's a portable massage parlour that only operates at night, but every night is ladies' night. (laughs) I like that. Do you know, independently, I've mooted this idea, Ross, Ross, and I'd love your feedback. Yeah. I was lying in bed the other day thinking, I can't be bothered getting up to shower. Right. What if there was a service that was like called Sponge Baths Are Us? And you just ring up and you say, hi, uh, who's on? I'm. Oh, here's my address. They come round and you're starfished under the doona. You whip it yeah. off. They sponge bath you, turn you over, check for bed sores. <laughs> yeah. Just still sponge bath you and leave. Nothing sexual. It's mm. just right. so I don't have to leave the bed mm. and can be showered. Is, that a, is there legs to that? I mean, look, this is open to uh, the wrong sort. But as soon as you said, look, this is purely a lazy man being sponged down by, by what we're going to we'll call a carer, you know. By a first responder. <laughs> a first responder, exactly. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the other option would be to uh, 
simply get a waterbed and uh, <laughs> and as you're lying on the waterbed, just let a little bit out, splash around for a bit. It'll, it'll dry. <laughs> Maybe it's a bit of uh, washing detergent. Yep. On the mattress, roll around. What if I've already put it in the with the water? So when I pop it, it's already pre mixed. And, and I pop it with a lit cigarette. I have a cigarette <laughs> and I put it. I put it out on the waterbed, and then Exit, I'm ready. I'm yeah. good to go. And you could sell them. You know that slightly angry woman on the advert that goes, "We make them. You don't, Mister Harvey." <laughs> <laughs> we make them, you don't. And then it'll be a picture of you with your factory. And they go, Mick makes them, you don't. And we might get her for the sponge bath as well. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm in. I, to be honest, put me down for a Shark Tank <laughs> style investment. Hey, Ross. Yes. I'm going to stop you there because we're going to come back and finish this list yeah, yeah. right after this. Oh, yeah, Top yeah, five yeah. rumors from Ross Noble. This is good. This is Malloy on Triple M. Yeah, with the program, so it's this. Is Malloy. Ross Noble's with us. You're listening to Malloy on Triple M. Uh, Ross got a bunch of rumours about uh, where Mickey and what's going to happen with the show mm. next year. This is good. Well, who could be replacing It's interesting. Uh, what number yeah. were we up to? Where are we up to? Uh, well, I think we're up to three of 33. Oh, The rumour mill suggested this. You're presenting a reality TV show. It's a spin-off of The Amazing Race. Uh, but it's called The Amusing Race, where <laughs> okay. contestants travel around Australia in clown cars. <laughs> you know what that is to me? That's like the uh, walking event at the Olympics. <laughs> you know when you do the side-to-side kind of shuffle and both your arms go out, and just before you get to the end, they disqualify you? Yeah, in clown costume, though. Has that not been banned now, the uh, the speed walking? Oh, no. Has it? Because walking in a very cab manner quickly, I think it's deemed offensive. I think it's. That's for kids who come the walkers. Because too many of the spectators were going, ooh. <laughs> I think that's, that's not acceptable. Put that on the maybe list. Right, okay. Well, there's another TV idea here that everyone's talking about online. Oh, okay. Another show called Malloy Ahoy. <laughs> Malloy Ahoy is a TV series where each week. Mick is in charge of a pirate ship and he raids the yacht full of celebrities. He conducts an in-depth interview whilst robbing them at gunpoint. TV insiders are calling it across between Graham Norton and Captain Phillips. <laughs> Malloy Ahoy. Do you know, here's my favourite interviews in the world, Ross. There's two, in sports anyway. One is, is poolside after someone just swam to 10,000 metres. Mm. And there's a guy standing there puffing, uh, like, with his lungs coming out of his ears, and someone's trying to interview them. Or a Melbourne Cup jockey who's just finished, and they stick a, a microphone under his nose. So that would be yeah. a good talk show where you just get your guest completely exhausted somehow and then have yes. an awkward interview, either atop a horse or beside a pool or, I don't know, just yeah. after he's been shot out of a cannon, and you're there interviewing him. This is a good idea. Like it. Yeah, what about being attacked? has to answer while being attacked by a bull. There you go. So you're in a bull arena and you're being asked the questions and you have to answer it while a bull charges at you. Yeah, attacked by animals. That's what it is. Not to be attacked by an animal while you ask a question. Um, The final one on the rumour mill. Mm. Yes, please. You're off to self a new religion where basically people turn up and the method of worship is they watch you chasing Scott Morrison (laughs) to speed it up footage to the backdrop of of saxophone music. (laughs) It's going to be known 
This is just the rumour as the Benny Hill Song Church. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I tell you, I, I'll think about that. Starting my own religion is something. I always thought if I did become a cult leader, I would go with the Shaco Asahara. He famously, he was part of the Orm cult who released sarin gas uh, in the Japanese subway. But my favourite bit of detail was that he used to make his followers drink his dirty bath. (laughs) (laughs) It's me, I hand out the ladles. An orderly queue. It'd be like the bubbly hot springs of Rotorua. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Once you've emptied out that water bed, you know, it's going to dry itself, is it? A TV, if I did any TV, uh, the shows I am working on is uh, Celebrity Pap Smear and uh, Turkey Slap the Stars. So they're two that I'm thinking. But I think what I really want to do, Ross, is, and I've thought about this a lot, but I want to be like a doyen of the theatre restaurant circuit. I want to be oh. like Olivier on the theatre oh. restaurant circuit where people stand around the stage door to see me yeah. leave, I don't know, dirty dicks, say, <laughs> still dressed as Sirloin. Magic mix. Oh, oh magic. magic mix. You know like magic, you know like magic Mike live? For the ladies. Magic mix where you literally so- get up and strip at a theatre <laughs> restaurant Against the will of everyone there. Customers. No refunds. No, exactly. no, re- no refunds after main course. J- just chicken <laughs> legs. Thank you. For th- these are all great ideas. Thanks for Brilliant. bringing them to my attention. Oh, I've got some gigs at, at Christmas as well. Announce I mean, them for this is an exclusive. Yeah. I put on some extra Melbourne shows. If you missed yep. the show at the Comedy Festival, I was supposed to be oh, in Melbourne. Uh, right. And then they got pushed back. So I'm now going to be doing the 2021 comeback special that I did earlier in the year. Fantastic. I'm now doing that at the Athenaeum in Melbourne for beautiful. two nights. What a beautiful yeah, theatre. gorgeous. Alice Springs and Darwin in December. Wow. But it's all on my website. It'll be a triumphant return. From Sold Smash UK season. Mm. We can't wait to have you back, mate. Well, hopefully I'll be able to come in before you wrap up. Ross Noble. Right. RossNoble.com for Go those ticket Ross. details. A drive home that's always unpredictable. <laughs> this is Malloy. Thanks to Crown Forklifts. Mick, there's nothing like a Crown Forklift for picking it up and putting it down. All rise, please. There is nothing like There it is. For picking it up and putting it down. I'd love to be able to do the putting it down. Well, you can do it. You've got that For sort of For a new version, voice. though, we get the oh, uh, Qantas Choir. Yeah, that's true. We get a whole bunch of people together. Big stars come in, re-record, yeah. Huge stars. Like We Are The World. <laughs> you know how you had Bruce Springsteen and Sting Michael and Jackson. everyone, Michael yeah. Jackson and everyone? We should get together a superstar version to come along and sing it's the Crown Forklift theme song. Well, it's such a great anthem. It just feels right. You're absolutely right. It should right. be a national anthem, Dave. It should be if we when the Olympic gold, <laughs> we all face the flag and, and the up hero. it goes. Yeah. Play it, Dave. Oh, here it comes again. Okay. There is nothing like a crown for picking it up and putting it down. Oh, feels good. What do we love about the Crown, Dave? Well, the good thing is this is uh, something the Crown have come to us with, which we would love to share with you guys because we love it so much. So uh, if you need a forklift, for instance, 
Tell them you heard it on Malloy, and they're going to offer you a free PTH hand pallet what? jack. Yep, for the first 10 people who say you heard it on Malloy, you'll be eligible for a bonus PTH hand pallet jack, free with any purchase or rental for 12 months or longer of a Crown forklift. And the number is 131604. Don't say we don't do anything oh, for mate, you, you that. idiots. That's Crown doing their best, laying out the red carpet I love and that. making you feel as welcome as possible, Making doing it above and beyond, yeah. as they do. As we know, it's a family business. It's oh. well run. Yeah, and the thing is, it's no risk, no worries, a uh, biggest warranty and guarantee going around. So well done, Crown. Now, Dave, we were talking about this yesterday. Yeah. Uh, you need great driving music for all the great vehicles. Mm. And why we're thinking, what would you... You're behind the wheel of the Crown, oh, yeah, the it. forklift, or whatever version you want. Yeah. And you're in the hard hat, yes. and you're going cruising. You need some music. What have you got today, well, Yesterday, Dave? it was Don't Bring Me down, which was the uh, uh, ELO, just because the. Uh, but, but today I thought we'd go the other way with You Raise Me Up. You oh. Raise Me Up. And up goes the forklift. Oh, thank you, Josh Groban. And down it comes. I'm crying there. <laughs> I'm crying behind the wheel. It's very emotional. Oh, uh, mate. Another great driving well done, uh, Crown. tune from Crown. Well yeah. done, everybody. There is nothing well done, like Crown. Crown. Picking it up and putting it it's Malloy on Triple M. Driving you home. This is Malloy. Just about done for the day. Hey, Ross Noble from Liverpool. You've just missed it if you just popped into your car or turned your radio on. He's amazing. Here's what the thing. Mind. You can always uh, listen back through the podcast. So, Malloy, the whole show is available for you in just a few minutes. We'll put it up wherever you get your podcast, but maybe the listener app. And uh, yeah. search out Malloy, and off you go. Here uh, the show again. Don't forget... Dave's Corner You're a today. great supporter of the show. Thank it's you, It's a bit of a trip down memory lane. It is. It's, it's a, a big moment. It's an emotional one today. Because radio history. Well, it is radio history. You. and Could have uh, been radio history. Well, could have been, and uh, it's. I'm getting loser vibes again today, so you'll hear it on yeah, episode 40. It doesn't paint you in a great light. Not really, but I was happy to share with the audience, so episode Oh, you 40. did. Oh, right. yeah, that's Who's it. on tomorrow? Hey, tomorrow, Titus O'Reilly is going to join us, which will be great. awesome. Titus is always great. Jim Jeffries is back He's on back. deck. I noticed he's doing a bunch of shows around the US at the moment, so it'd be great to check in with him. And being Remembrance Day tomorrow, we'll catch up with friend of the show, Matt McLaughlin, as well. He's always great. Love it. That'll be back to drive you home for a Thursday. Malloy, Triple M. This has been the Malloy Drive Show Podcast, and there's nothing like a crown forklift for picking it up and putting it down. They're never far away from where you are in cities, suburbs, and country towns across Australia with guaranteed reliability and superior quality. Check them out at crown.com or call 131. 604.